we didn't talk about this, right? Embarrassing emails that you don't want to admit to, like, subscribing to something or, like, that they send you mailers. Like, you signed up for a newsletter and you're like, ah, I did. Like, I don't want people to know. I get so many emails, dude. Yeah, I've definitely gotten something like that before. I've gotten one worse. I was, I was on the air one time, and uh, I get this call. Okay. I have no idea how my pharmacy got my got my work phone number. <laughs> so they just uh, blow you up at work? Yeah, they called, and it was like an automated thing. Oh, okay. And it goes, this is an automated message <laughs> from your local super's pharmacy. You're like, okay. This is this is worse than an email, Dave. And it, and <laughs> you can't slow essentially, it down. essentially, <laughs> they were calling to tell me that my my butt paste was ready for me to pick up. <laughs> Dude, butt paste, bro. Oh. What? Is that what they? Yeah. What, what was that? Was that the technical term? <laughs> No, it's it was it was for it's it's a it's a topical for psoriasis, but they just called it butt paste. So me being the self-deprecating kind of BP baby, me being the self-deprecating idiot that I am, I go it. I I didn't take the call live on the air because you never know what you're gonna get from people. Could have been a different kind of paste. That was mild. Yeah, but I decided to air it. Immediately after, because I thought this was just too funny not to do, and I don't take myself seriously. So, good. I capture I capture the call, and it says that whole thing, and then I think I was going into like Harry Styles as it was, yeah. and immediately after your butt paste is available for pickup, <laughs> I just go, ah, well, there's certainly no coming back from that. Here's Harry Styles on hits. <laughs> Still keeps it moving. That's amazing. Still, still nailed the post, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, mine is gonna pale in comparison to that. But um, the email I got, which spurred this whole idea, was, you know how you order like Uber Eats or takeout or well, the thing I'm getting to, what I like to order. Bro, a what lot. are you rich, man? Uber Eats, well, it'll, dude, dude, that'll put you in the hole. Twelve dollars, uh, a twelve dollars sandwich for fifty dollars at the end of the day. It's crazy. I um, I I tend to frequent a certain red and blue um, Italian establishment, and okay, uh, they like to send me emails, and they're like, "Congratulations, <laughs> Dave! You ordered pizza three times this week, Dave! <laughs> so bro. you get a free pizza." I was like, "That's awesome, but that's super embarrassing that I'm getting like email yeah. notifications from Domino's." It's like, bro, I've already eaten three, and you're gonna give me a fourth for free. I'm just gonna be. Like, I mean. I'm going to do it, yeah, but I'm going to feel terrible about myself. <laughs> Dude, there's nothing better than after a long week of work, you're hitting the gym a couple few times, you're working real hard at your job, and you're like, you know what? I'm getting myself a pizza tonight. I deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> you deserved it three times that week, maybe four. I worked a and lot, And I'm I envious. Apparently, I'm according to that math that you just laid out, <laughs> I worked a lot. Bro, you, you Dave got them pizza points. Don't let him fool you, bro. I got the coops. I got the coops, baby. Got them. So that was my. Hopefully, I'll get some more embarrassing ones I can share. But I, I thought, you know, it's okay if you order pizza. You don't have to hide it. You keep no. the points. Use the points. Don't, don't be embarrassed. Because I want to tell you real quick about a time that I got super embarrassed in high school. Can't wait. So let me ask you this first, before I even tell this story, because I don't want to make myself look like, oh, I mean, I talked about butt paste. I can't be any more of an idiot. But <laughs> We're going uphill from here. Yeah. Let me ask you, did you ever get caught cheating in school? Uh, I didn't. I never got caught. It's not because that I never, never cheated. It, it's not that I never cheated, but I never got caught. Well... You were a lot more slick than I was, Dave, because I got busted. I was in, gosh, I think it was like computer class. It was like a typing class, right? I'm like, oh, I'll take this. This will be easy. It's just typing. Me and my buddy, Jeremy at the time, discovered how to like get around the firewall to be able to download AIM. For those of you listening, AOL Instant Messenger. Dude. This is from my OGs, right? So it was popping. So we sign in and we go, bro. I'm going to do assignment A and you're going to do assignment B. 
and then I'm going to send you A and you're going to send me B and then we'll turn them both in. She'll never know. And we're only doing half of the work. It's kind of brilliant. Well, we, th- we thought so too until, Dave, I handed in two papers. Okay. One had my name at the top and one that had his name at the top. Ah, oh, you didn't and check. And he handed in two papers. One had his name at the top and one had my name at the top. So we get pulled to, to the side after class and she's like, you know, guys, this probably would have worked. If uh, if you would have changed the names at the top of the paper, I threw it in your face. Oh man, I was I was so embarrassed. I felt so stupid, and it wasn't even like hard work to do. It was just like tedious stuff. So we thought we would be smart, and you know, I guess this is when trying to be smart goes wrong. So I don't try to be smart ever anymore because of what happened. You try to be honest. That's I've never heard that one before. But aim, yeah. that was the original sliding into dms or checking away away messages were a whole thing like you just keep your computer open i'll be brb and then here's some lyrics from a song brb mom's on the computer and dude now instagram has these like these notes inside your dms and you can leave like away messages i i like this a little nostalgic i like it yeah it's kind of cool so i i like to you know pop in stuff like off to work sells good (laughs) it's like yeah we know you're on this app is on your phone come on you're on the cell yeah yo just sitting here waiting for my butt paste Uh, i'm around come on man (laughs) i'm so embarrassed dude i had to i can't Uh, let you live it down bro yeah at least yours was an email for your eyes to see but but then again i kind of did it to myself i put it on the air but right do it for the views baby do it, dude. Do, 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 do it for the vibe. I ain't gonna do it. Do it for the vibe. I ain't gonna do it. Dude, that's not the only time that I've been been embarrassed. We're getting close to Valentine's Day. Did I ever tell you about my encounter with the fire department on Valentine's Day? If you did, I forgot. And good good news for the listeners. <laughs> you're about to hear about it. Ah <laughs> oh, man. So I'm living in Nashville and it's dude, it's, it's uh Valentine's day freezing outside. For some reason there was, it was still snowing in Nashville, but my girlfriend decides that she's going to make me breakfast, which is you and I's favorite Let's meal of the go. day. Breakfast. Come on breakfast. So I was real excited about that. Nice bro. We're at her apartment. I pull up this, like, what was it? This like 4k fireplace on the TV. Ooh. You know, we got, we got candles on. First thing in the, the morning, crackle. Valentine's Day. You can nice. hear the crackle. Dude. And it was nice. the it was those candles with like the wicks that make that noise. You know, oh. Oh, they're so good. So I guess you can use the fireplace for Christmas and Valentine's Day. I mean, I guess any occasion when it's cold. Yeah, any any time. Okay. She's like, I'm gonna make you breakfast. What do you want? I'm like, well, geez, you know, I want some scrambled eggs. I want some hash browns. I want some bacon, you know? Damn, bro. Slow down. Right. Well, dude, I was taking advantage of this. I'm kidding, never I'm cook, kidding. Never cooked for me Pile before. On, let's go. Pancakes, waffles, <laughs> come on. Yeah, so I don't know when the last time was that she used that stove, but instantaneously, the fire alarm goes off, not even a minute into the cooking. Whoa. And we could we couldn't get it to stop because you know sometimes if oh there's a little smoke you can wave your towel in front of it and it'll kind of stop or like no. remove the detector and be like hey hey it's not really a fire yeah well we we couldn't do that so not only did hers go off in her apartment but everybody in the entire building's fire alarm went off and mind you it's probably like 25 degrees outside and it's snowing we couldn't get it to stop so the fire department shows up. The whole apartment's covered in smoke. Like, we couldn't get it to stop. Like, Damn, the whole stovetop caught on fire. You have to go so outside? So, we go, we go outside, and everybody in the entire building was already outside, and they're all looking around. Like, who the hell? Who, who's ruining my Valentine's Day morning? So, I start looking around, <laughs> like, who is ruining my Valentine's Day morning? Because I didn't want them to know it Blend was in. Us. Smart. Yeah, so we just tried to... Blend in, and we're looking around all mad, just like everybody else, you know. Eventually, the fire department's able to get it to stop, and they're like, hey, this is what happened. So we go 
we decide to leave, right? Because we don't want people to know it was us. <laughs> Come back a little later. Yeah. So we leave and go to my apartment and she's like, I still want to make you breakfast. And I was like, oh, you know, we don't need a repeat of what just happened. <laughs> so I helped her make it. Everything went just fine. And I think I even still have a clip that I posted to Instagram when it happened. And, of, of the uh, fire? Yeah, and you can hear the alarm, and she's like, I was just trying to make him breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, doo, 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 doo. Nashville Fire Department, open up. What's going on? Open up. You know, I'm like, oh, gosh, you know. But, yeah, so that was another embarrassing uh, story about Valentine's Day and the breakfast that almost never was. Man. Good story. And Valentine's Day is coming right up. It is, man. And if you're single, I don't know. I'm not, but sometimes Valentine's Day just sucks anyway. It's just one of those like made up, fake, it's a you mark, know, mark, BS. Yeah. yeah. It's a marketing holiday. And I'm I'm yeah. single, so to me it's just another day. But the day after you get the discount candy. So I'll be hitting that up. The heart-shaped Reese cups, bro. That's where it is, right there. Instantitis. How much money would you put down on this bet? All right, and I'm gonna break it down for you right now. I got my notes here. So last week we talked a little bit of basketball, right? Yes, we did. We that talked was fun. about we talked about the 17 Golden State Warriors versus the 96 Bulls, and you broke it down very eloquently. Uh, if you missed that episode. Uh, you can listen to it anywhere you consume podcasts. Just search Hanging with Homie. Uh, this week, I got a new one for you, bro. I'm ready. This is the LeBron era versus the Jordan era. LeBron James. Team clash, okay? So on LeBron's team, you got LeBron James. Of course. You got Steph Curry. You got Kevin Durant. You got Giannis. And you got Embiid. On Jordan's mm-hmm. side... You got Michael, Kobe, Magic, Bird, and Shaquille O'Neal. And this has been popping up for me on Twitter a ton. And people aren't giving Jordan's team a chance in hell. So I had to ask you, just like you did last week, break it down. It can be a one game or it can be a seven game series. Okay. Go for it. Anything can happen in one game. I think that's, especially with all these players, I mean, you could almost mix and match any position. But it comes down to one position, and that's the center. And Shaquille O'Neal, and let's just say we're taking prime everybody. Everybody in their prime. Prime Shaq destroys Embiid. Just He's just going to (laughs) buy Like Now, Embiid is more of a finesse player, and this is is really what the conversation is always about. It's different playing styles because it's different eras. And Shaq is not the best shooter, right? Get him at the line. You never know. It's a coin flip. But Shaq's going to body him and create the inside-out passing. Jordan's going to lock down anyone. Same with Kobe. Th- those guys are as close to a clone of a player as you can find. And you, You've seen those, those highlight clips of, like, the turnarounds. And Kobe even says, he's like, look, without Mike, I wouldn't have those moves. That's why I modeled my game after him. I can't imagine those two on the same team in their prime. That's crazy. That's just nuts to think about. And of course, I don't talk about the LeBron era because, like, I'm so I'm still so much in love with the the '90s Bulls teams and like that era. And the but and of course, Larry Bird. I'm a huge Celtics fan, guys. Larry Larry Bird is six foot nine. Larry Legend. You're looking at Dirk Nowitzki before Dirk Nowitzki. So. And he was going up against Magic. And a lot of people that don't follow basketball don't know that Bird and Magic played in the NCAA Finals before they got drafted. Yeah? And Michigan State won. Bird started at Indiana. Bird began his career attending Indiana University and then transferred to Indiana State. So he played at Indiana State. You know, it's like the powder blue. Like, it's kind of a dope, like, Bird college jersey. And I, of course, I don't know anyone else on the team, but I'm going to go ahead and guess that Bird was the reason that they went all the way to the NCAA finals and played Magic. They ended up losing to Magic, and then Bird, uh, Bird and the Celtics and the Lakers go back and forth in the 80s. Magic wins, Bird wins, very even. 
Now we still haven't even talked about LeBron, Steph, no, Giannis. All these guys play a more. It's strong, but it's more of a finesse style of basketball. I don't know how they're going to react. Besides LeBron, who's a house, yeah, how they're going to react to getting bullied by that team. I just, I just think that again, muscle wins out. And you're not going to be able to get off those three-point shots as cleanly as you do nowadays. And I even saw this other interview because uh, Garnett, he does a show on Showtime. And he has Paul Pierce on. He has a lot of people on. And they're talking about, you know, there, there was so much fluctuation in the NBA for years. And now the teams are real even. It's almost like playing NBA Jam. Every game right. is high scoring, but it's close at the end. And I think that's because the field goal percentage is higher. People are making more baskets. They're attempting more threes. But I got to go back to muscle is going to win this game or this series. Yeah, that's the way that I kind of look at it too. I just, I don't care who it is in history. It can be anybody. Like Shaq will literally back down three, four people. It just doesn't matter, bro. (laughs) At the same time. That's why Shaq's like my all-time favorite player because he was just truly so dominant. Back to the basket, catch a bow in the grill, and just go up and take down the freaking scoreboard. Shattered the backboard multiple times. (laughs) Yeah, and then you think about just how great both Kobe and Jordan are on defense, you know? And then think, you know, Magic handling the ball down down the court, you know, just... Think of those incredible passes, dude. Like, and he's uh, six. I think he's six eight, six nine. Also, so you yep. have, you know, like a LeBron. You have like a point guard. <laughs> you do at that height. You have power forwards, like you know Jordan and Kobe. I think are both six six or six five, six seven range. Those are your shortest guys. Now Steph has a quick release, and he'd probably be pulling from deep and. You know, he's going to get him skating around. We saw Jordan get crossed up by Iverson. Oh, Iverson got him. Yeah. You know, but at some point, those guys are going to hand check and just start, you know, fouling and whatever. Yeah, because you got to remember, Magic can also play with his back to the basket if he wants to. He's got that dude, that sky hook. Beat the Celtics in 87, man. Right right in the lane, bro. It's such a beautiful shot, too. Yeah, it is. Whatever. That would be, dude, that would be so badass to watch. So it's like, if somebody can simulate that in like NBA 2K or something, I would totally watch it. Dude, I, I could do it. I want to see it, man. I haven't played 2K that much. I I'm I love the Switch. I just, and everything that you talked about, I'm like, yeah, 2K. Let me do that right now. You know, I'm just, like, driving across the country, moving. I'm trying to do a show around here. I wish I had time to play video games. Now, (laughs) if I had time to play video games, that's how you know the show is doing well. Right, yeah. (laughs) Dude, I, like, I recently bought Resident Evil Village. I think it's Resident Evil 8 because they released this patch where you could play it in third person, and that's how I like to do it. But it's just, like... Ah, it's so tough to find time for that kind of stuff, you know, between between work and relationships and extra stuff in this podcast. And then you kind of just want some time for yourself sometimes. And it's tough, man. And then I also recently got, and I don't know why I do this to myself because I can never play the games. But for the Switch, I got um, the Ninja Turtles Kawabunga Collection, which is uh, – all the games that have ever come out for TMNT onto one cartridge. And it's kind of cool. What um, game system is that? Is that SNES? I got it on my... Well, <clears throat> here's the thing. is Some of the games were on NES. Some of them were on Super Nintendo. Some of them Bro. were on Sega as well. Some of them were on like Game Boy. The side-scrollers. Uh, yeah, so it has them all just combined into one, yeah. you know? I and I thought, that. oh, this will be dope. But then I open it up, and I'm like, well, damn, I don't got nobody to play with. So I got one turtle on the screen, and it's just super boring. So I'm like, I, I got to tell, I gotta tell Dave to pick up this game so I got somebody to play with. Yeah. 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 But it's dope, man. Um, I want that now. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also saw that uh, Ryan, my brother Ryan, was telling me 
that uh, Switch just added the N64 patch so you can play GoldenEye. And I've yet to play. I downloaded it, and I'm excited. But I want to play multiplayer online. So we're going to have to, like, again, we're adults. Coordinate a time. Hey, are you free? (laughs) We're going to have Do you have an hour? Like, I want to play... This is this is why once this becomes a live thing, you and yeah. me can do the podcast while playing Goldeneye. That would be kind of dope. Or you turtles. Know, then there will be two turtles on the screen. Yeah. You know what else would be dope? Is I have like the original Nintendo 64 here with Goldeneye. Dude, fire it up. Like if we could play that and, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand the whole Twitch world and gaming world, but if we could like... Finagle that. We that can? could be kind of yeah. That could be kind of fun to do. Let's do that. Be like, hey, we're out here with real controllers and joysticks and whatever bit graphics. I don't remember sixty four bit, right? Sixty four, yeah. right? Okay, yeah, well, that makes Bingo, sense. Bingo, brother. Well, I'm, I'm a genius. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say eight bit, like an idiot. Uh, yeah, we come should on, do Dave. that. That'd be super fun, though, right? Live from the creek. We always talk about the creek, but we haven't really explained the creek. Yeah, people don't really. Do, do you want to go ahead and tell them yeah. like what the creek is? I do because I want to keep bringing it up because I want to have an inside kind of joke for everyone so they understand. So the creek, we got the term from watching cheap seats because there's this really bad. It's not really even a joke. It's just a butchered joke. Um, <laughs> you can just say it after anything. So for example, a penny saved is a penny earned. In the creek. It's that doesn't make any sense, but all right, fine. Yep. Or, uh, what's another analogy? Um, why did the chicken cross the road to get to the creek again? See, it doesn't <laughs> it does not really make any sense? So, so the Sklars were doing that on their show, and we said, "Oh, what's the spot we hang out in?" Oh, it's like we're in the creek. We're just it's like a chill hangout spot. That's really yeah. all it is. So. I know all of you have your own creek, and and ours specifically was up in the apartment above my dad's where yep. you lived, and that's where yep. we would hang out and smoke hookah and watch like old shows and play video games, watch wrestling. It's just it's a good it's good times in the creek. Yeah. So now, like before we started to uh, record this show, I had just finished up my broadcast here in Denver. And I text you, I was like, all right, I'll be back to the creek in like 20 minutes. And that's just now, this is my creek, you know? Mm. So I love it. I love that it makes sense to us, and that's kind of all that matters, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah, so now you know what the creek means, and that's why we always want to go hang out in the creek. And we're going to eventually get the show uh, in person. But for now, you're going to get us in 4K high def in our own little areas i hit record this time on the camera so the video should be significantly better you said you were going to give me a hard time right when we started and i was like he didn't do it maybe he's just being nice this time you brought it yeah well now that you brought it up i did say originally i think in one of the episodes i still say i (laughs) said come on bro just had to go there had to bro that his image was crispy in 4k when it wasn't, you didn't see yeah. it that way because I had to use the Zoom, which records in 1280 by 720, but remember it's 1280, 720 all around. So I'm taking like the middle section, which is <laughs> less than that, and then making it bigger. And then you look at mine and it's 4K and I, I <sighs> export in 1920. So yours looks not as bad, but guess what? This time we can export in 4K. Yes, we can. I'm excited. Dude, you like, I don't, my face after, which might be on the Zoom from the last episode. I don't know, but I'm like, I was all pumped up about the show and I felt so good about it. And, you know, because me and Dave are still like working this out as we go. Like we have conversations all the time. It's just different when you're trying to do it over the internet. You're trying to capture both audio and video and you're trying to, you know, it's, it's, it's tough, but I'm wondering if it's on there still because immediately after I go from all hyped up to, oh, Dave, you're going to hate me. (laughs) You were so disappointed in yourself. Yeah, I'm just hanging my head and I'm like, I never pushed record on the camera. 
That's and a- you're like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Actually, no, you didn't say that no, at all. I was like, it's fine. You're like, that's okay. It's like a kid that spills milk yeah. on the on the carpet. You know, I spill spill the milk on the. It's I'm okay. Like, I'm, like, I'm like, no, yeah, that's okay. We'll just clean it up. I'm like, dude, no, that's not okay. <laughs> I demand better from myself. <laughs> Man, uh, so it's all right though. We're we're yeah. just working through it because the point, like, we have great audio no matter what. Like the last yeah. episode, I uploaded not the highest quality, which you caught. It was still good, but we know listening back, like, oh, that's not exactly what we wanted to put out. So we're more critical of ourselves than anybody yeah. else would be. That's why I knew I didn't have to beat you up because you were already, oh my god, what did I do? <laughs> dude all week i thought about it i was like golly like, and anytime i would post any of our you know short clips and whatever and i was just like man i me- i messed that one up all I messed around that one me up. are familiar, familiar faces i can't wait to do our vine episode it's gonna be i don't know when but we've been talking about picking our like top 10 vines and seeing which ones are the same. Right. That could be really interesting because dude, for the longest time, that's all you and I did was just quote vines when we'd be up in the Creek. It was silly. If you had come over, you would wonder, what are you guys doing? (laughs) What are you saying? And we wouldn't even watch the vines on vine. We watched compilations on YouTube. Right, because then you'd get six seconds like a hundred times in a bunch of different ones. And a, a lot of them were called like, you know, vines that cure my depression or That's vines that keep me pushing in life or whatever, something like saved. that. And Yes, I have yeah. them all. Them all. It's, at one point, one of the funny ones is, what do we want? More time on Vine. When do we want it? N- <laughs> So good, dude. Oh, man. You got to be clever with the short amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Vine was the best. I, ho- I hope that comes back in some capacity for sure. Saw it. Yeah. I saw it. Let's see here. Man, this has been, I'm. you know, I didn't know if I was going to have the energy, but once we started, I got the energy because I like doing the show and I'm like, all right, cool. We're doing the show. I got some energy for that. Yeah, I enjoyed doing the show too. I think in... And tell me if you agree. I think the tough part about it is because of the background that I come from, I'm always trying to prepare on what we're supposed to talk about. And I think at certain points in our episodes, we kind of catch that rhythm and we catch that vibe and we just start going. Yeah. And yeah, I, th- I think that's that's the tough thing is just trying to get to that point. Because I'm always thinking in my head, hey, are we, you know, is this interesting? Like, are we doing good or? Oh, I never think uh, about that. Yeah. See, I can't stop. And I guess that's a good balance. I have been trying to strip down my process and be more off the cuff for the last like six or seven years. I think because of what I do is I'm just capturing whatever's in front of me. And so there's never a chance to plan. Right. It's like for three years, I'm rolling around with Max just, all right, well, he's talking to so-and-so and let me just document, then create. And I guess I bring that to the show. But I'll tell you, the notes help me because if I read through them, I can formulate a few. Okay, if I don't know what to say, I can go to this, I can go to this, I can go to this. But I just like to make it comfy. Like I've even like, I'm, I'm leaning in the chair because I'm... I'm very comfortable on the show now. Yeah, see, I'm like leaning forward to the can- like. I'm not. I'm not cozy at all in here, <laughs> Dave. I'm trying so hard. You're bringing the heat to be though. natural, to be natural and to be comfortable. But it's just being natural and uh, and comfortable is unnatural for me. So I'm Whoa. I'm doing my best, That's y'all. Profound. I'm doing my best. Yeah, but, but I would argue that you are the most natural in a in a live production setting. Some people, you're welcome. Some people, when it comes to like, you have to do a show, they have no clue. They like freeze and shut off. But you, you turn it on, you turn it up. You add like a lot more to your personality. If you knew this guy outside (laughs) of production, he has the same charisma, but he's, he's chilling. He's a lot more, what's up, man? I'm chilling in the creek, man. (laughs) 
All right, he doesn't sound okay, like I don't that. Talk he doesn't like sound that. like that, but that's like an expression <laughs> of of how he is. Yeah, well, I like to think of, you know, when I when I'm out, like you know, emceeing a party or hosting an event, like it's it's me, but the volume is turned way up. You that's know, what people and, want. Yeah, but in a sense, I've always I've always felt more confident doing that because I kind of get to be a character rather than being myself. Because I've always found oh. that. JR was cool and Jeff was kind of just like ick. My name is Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> we well, talked that about was that the thing. You talked about that today. Yeah, I did, man. And yeah, that was the thing is I was like, wow, like this guy's on fire. Like this is he's such a great host and MC. And it's like, well, because I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of wearing a mask. I'm kind of, you know, being a character. I'm kind of making up a person. Oh, yeah. And that's why it was so tough for me to get comfortable with doing afternoon drive. Cause I went from like four to the floor on the air. Just like it was a party. This is a party, Greatest you know, but line. it was on the air. Greatest line. And, and then I was taught, okay, I need you to get rid of that four to the floor. And I need you to, you know, talk on the mic, just like you're talking to your best friend because you got to imagine the person listening in their car is your best friend you're doing that so right I'm, now. I'm trying to, man, but it feels so unnatural. I hope it comes off as natural. Some people will go as far as to put a picture of their friend Whoa. up, like on the um, mic flag, guys, so they you, could like remind themselves. If you turn the camera around, there's a bunch of pictures of Jeff on the wall, but I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. turn it around. I'm not going to show you what's on my side. Just trust. Yeah. I got a bunch of pictures of like <laughs> Vince McMahon and Triple H and Stone Cold and Shrek over here yeah. for no reason. You ever had like a big cardboard cutout? Do you remember the Space Jam one we used to have up in uh, up in the apartment? I do. So, and we would like just prop it up in like the shower and places, and people just oh my god, <laughs> they would get scared, dude. Yeah, I used dude. to do that. I used to do that to my aunt Cheryl. So. <laughs> I was living I was living with her for a while in Westbrook. I must have been like 19 or so, maybe 20. And uh I had this like giant Paris Hilton cardboard cutout. And mind you, Paris Hilton's like six feet tall. So it was what? big. Yeah. Life size. And uh I loved it. I had the dude We know. I even wrote I a know. song about Paris Hilton called Starstruck. And it yeah, was like, you did, like dude. it was my, you know resume to try to be her next boyfriend and that obviously didn't work out but i love the idea though great creative angle yeah i, I had fun writing it it was it was a cool track and so i had the cardboard cut out because it was funny you know i had a big crush on her and i remember late late at night i decided to take the cardboard cut out and i put it in the shower and i closed the curtain so it must have been like dude seven seven thirty AM, right? And all of a sudden, I just hear my Aunt Cheryl screaming, bloody murder, because she had opened up the curtain. There's a six foot blonde standing in the shower. And I just wake up and start laughing. And she pulls it out of the shower and brings it into my room. She's like, You mother, like, why would you? You know, later she thought it was funny, but in the moment, it genuinely scared her. Because you imagine you're waking up, you're just. You know, out of it, and oh man, just wiping the crust out your eyes. You're like, holy, you know what I mean? It's like it's a six foot blonde in the shower. What the hell? That'd have been like, oh hey, didn't see you in there. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, home alone. Yeah, with Jordan going around the thing. It's too yeah. good, dude. Too good. The standy. I yeah. was gonna mention something else, but we got on this topic. Oh, I remember now. You told me that it was weird that um, like somebody would call you by JR versus Jeff. Bec and yeah. I call you, I don't really call you Jeff, but I guess I will more often than JR. So, like, well, that I've, makes sense. I, yeah, I've had, but I've had ex girlfriends that have called me David. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like I'm in trouble all the time. Yeah. I'm like, it's just Dave. David, I'm like, oh God, what'd I do wrong? Right. Well, I mean, what if she, what if she was calling you Disco Dave? Like that would be weird because that's like your stage name. Like I get called my stage name. I'm like, we. Yeah, you're right. Like, where did you hear that? How do you even know that? I didn't bring that up yet. We're not yeah, that far in the relationship yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's weird, man, because 
Well, I'm named after my dad, so I'm a junior, and my initials are Jeff, J.R. Jeff Ramsey. So, you know, J.R. just flowed perfect. It's like it's twice. J.R., you know? J.R. Yeah, my current <laughs> girlfriend has only known me as that. We've been together just over three years. Sorry, you I, know? Thought, I thought and, it was something else. Yeah, and when she's not, you know, when we're not using, you know, pet names or whatever. Right. What's up, babe? What's up, yeah, babe? it's like this is this is you know this is Jr. and it just feels so weird, you know. But she's never known me as anything else, you know. And she doesn't call me Jeff or Jeffrey. It's yeah, it just feels weird, what? you know. But yeah. she's kind of in the industry too, so okay. you know, when I introduce her, it's like you know this is so and so, and she's you know, a part of X, Y, Z, and you may have saw, you know, so I kind of get it, but as seen on as, yeah, oh, <laughs> don't do it. Don't yeah. as seen on as heard on as featured. But uh, the real question I have for you that's been burning in my brain is, has she ever do introduced you as we want Jr. <laughs> we want Jr. <laughs> have you ever heard anyone else do that? No, that was the most like <laughs> offbeat chant yeah, ever in the history and the most white person yeah. chant I've ever heard. I'm like, you are white. Yeah, it was great though. It's <laughs> like Never the crowd was it. wasn't it was like he was on like a you know, you're you're supposed to be on like a, you know, your your claps are supposed to be hitting on on like the 2 and the 4. And his were on the one, two, and the four. It's just super weird. But the crowd wasn't giving it back to him the same way. And we're talking about how I used to DJ all, all these events back when I lived in Maine. I would DJ paint parties and foam parties at Sapphire, which doesn't exist anymore. But, yeah. God bless Jeremy. God bless him. A highlight. That was that so I'll funny, I'll dude. I'll never forget that. No, that was so funny. Everybody Man. rage, dude. We filmed some cool parties in there. Yeah. It's weird to think about, man, because I don't I I barely DJ as much as I used to. Obviously, I'm so busy with my show and being on in other cities and so it's it's tough, but man, some of the most fun I've ever had DJing was back in Maine. Honestly, like I got to do all the 207 Nightlife stuff for Party Rock Fridays. I got to DJ like paint parties at Bingas. I got to DJ a bunch of paint parties at Sapphire and Lewiston. The and nobody Lou. goes to Lewiston on purpose except me to DJ these parties. And me to help. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, dude, so many crazy parties we've done. And that's going to be some good episodes. I can't wait till they come up. Cause they're in yeah. there. I'm. I mean, not only do we have the footage and the photos, but we got the memories. No, we do. And just think about how long we've been documenting stuff. And gosh, when I left my first radio job in Portland, you were the one that told me, "Well, hey, you got to pick up the camera. Like, you got to communicate to that audience somehow." I remember. So from, yeah. yeah. So like from then, I've been filming like everything. From in some capacity. When your camera almost died. <laughs> Bro, oh I God, thought I thought I was I like a, I thought I was a new YouTuber. You I was doing were. an unboxing of a bunch of like new <laughs> gear. I got my camera running. I got Dave's camera running. And I like I'm opening up these like, I don't know, forty inch TVs maybe. And uh I just toss a piece of cardboard onto the floor. It hits the tripod, and as I'm talking, just timber, it just starts going over. And, dude, I thought it was Dave's camera, so I was devastated, and I had just bought mine. So if it was mine, I was going to be super pissed too. But I thought it was yours, so that's why I was so nervous. And then I go over to it, and I pick it up, and I said, oh, no, what did I do? <laughs> because all the little – It was still What do they call them? Yeah, it was the, still rolling. The blades the, that open and close the shutter. Yeah, so those were all like scattered around, and I thought the that was all like you know if you've ever seen your screen on your iPhone cracked. It was I thought it was spiderweb. I was like, oh no, what did I do? And I was so nervous, but you fixed it. We fixed it, man. Yeah, we fixed it. That's what we do, man. If there's technical issues, if there's whatever there is, we always have a solution. Yeah. Well, dude, you're so just even keel. You're like, your hands don't shake. 
And dude, I was like, if I'm up, I'm up. But if I'm down, I'm down. I'm just kind of all, all over the map, but yeah, you fixed it, dude. I don't know how, but you did, but you're on the map and that's important. Yeah. You're not off absolutely. the map. You might be no. in the North pole one day and the South pole the next. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Well, I hope, I hope, uh, those listening to this are enjoying the conversation. Um, I think, you know, one of the last things I wanted to bring up here on today's show is, uh, I wanted to ask you about sibling rivalry. I know you grew Ooh. up with your brother, Ryan, uh, and I can only imagine like as brothers, you know, what brother that was like, yeah, brother, brother. And I grew up with my sister, Alicia. Um, cause I was talking to our friend Corey the other night yeah. on FaceTime. Corey. Shout out to Corey. Yeah, and he was just telling me about growing up with his brother Cameron and the rivalry there. Even if it kind of wasn't between them, there was like favoritism on one certain side. And oh, true. I was real. I was real curious what that was like for you. Okay, so Ryan definitely Ryan's two and a half years younger, so we're pretty close in age. But, yeah, but he um, he always felt like second fiddle. We've talked about it a lot. Um, and I think mostly because I really was a good student. I really excelled at school. I liked it. And so he would naturally, whatever I would do, he would try to like rebel and not try to do exactly the same thing. Some younger brothers want to do the same thing and he just did the opposite. And what happened a lot when we were kids is we would like fist fight and, and wrestle and it would go until somebody was bleeding and then we would stop. Bro. So we at least had a good code. Like, all right, all right, you got that one. Somebody's bleeding, we'll we'll stop. And I think it was good because now we're best friends and we talk all the time and it's super open. It's like you and me. It's the same. That's why I consider you a brother like family. That's why Ryan considers you a brother like family. So we have that dynamic now. So it was good that we got into all those tussles when we were younger. Because there's no jealousy. Like, he runs our family business. He has just had his, um, him and Kate just had their their second kid, Ryan's third kid, baby Hannah. Third kid. February 1st. Right there. Uncle times three. So you could easily look at our situation like, oh, society would say that Dave is more of a free spirit and he hasn't achieved the family and the business success. But between him and I, you would never know that. We were unfazed by it because we right. just, like like we said in the last episode, we congratulate each other for what we've accomplished on our own, and we want to help each other. It doesn't matter. Like, we want the other person to keep doing well and better than, than me, and he wants, he wants me to do better than him. But because, I love that. Because we fought so much, got it all out of our system. Yeah, because when I met you both, I never, I never like sensed any of that. So this must have been like when you were young, young. When we were, yeah, young, young. Like probably until, yeah, probably until like fifth, sixth grade. So imagine wow. we're like eight, nine, ten, eleven, fighting and then bleeding, throwing down, bro. Throw. That's a lot we learned up at our at our mom's in the summertime on the farm. That's where we spent like all our time. No TV. So you got, imagine, no TV, no video games, not a lot of friends around. You're spending all your time together. So you're building a bond, but there's tension. As you know, even when you and me hang out for too long, it's like, yo, I've been hanging out with you for too long. I need to go do something else. But when you're yeah. just alone on a farm, you just have to walk to the other end of the farm <laughs> or like try to get it into the woods or as far away as possible. There's nowhere to this go. This is my side of the farm. You go to your side of the farm. See this line in the dirt with the stick? It, yeah, I'm over here. You're you want, over there. You want the eggs from the chicken coop? Yeah, you gotta you gotta come <laughs> through me, okay? I pick this side. Um, so th that's that's how we. I honestly don't even know when, but it was kind of like that mutual respect, probably similar to this might be a reach, but fighters. It's like okay, you made me bleed, I made you bleed. I see you as an equal. We don't have to keep doing that. Yeah, I had a buddy uh, named Keith. You might, you might recall. Oh, yeah, I know, Keith. Yeah, and we were neighbors when I was really little. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we, we first met doing karate. 
And I would take things a little bit too far and make him bleed with some kick. But then he would have to get, like, revenge. So the next time he would catch me with some, like, you know, spinning punch or something. And so, yeah, we were always going home just like you and Ryan, just bloodied up. And parents like, what the hell is going on out there with you guys? What are you doing, you know? But that's how, <laughs> you know, eventually we just we became best buddies. I like that. What about you yeah. and um what about you and Alicia? Oh, Jesus. That's a whole can of worms. No, I'm kidding. Uh yeah. dude, it was it was tough. You know, I love my sister so much. She has such a big heart, as you know. And uh when we were real, real young, we would fight. Probably just like you and Ryan, like she'd like hit me and like try to dig her nails into me, and I would like try to not sell it, like it didn't hurt when it really hurt, <laughs> like no a son sell. of a gun. <laughs> yeah, and then I would like turn away, like <sighs> <sighs> like Family Guy, just forever, like Peter. Yeah, <sighs> um, and it was always an interesting dynamic because, and this is my point of view. You know, I, I love my sister. I love my family. But just to be honest with you, I always felt like growing up, like she was like the favorite. I don't know if there was ever any of that with you and Ryan, but growing up with me and my sister, it was almost like she was always the golden child. You know, like they would do whatever it took to make sure she could do her cheering and go to these big events and pay for this and pay for that. And I remember like, having to steal wrestling shoes and wrestling knee pads. So Damn. I would have them to be able to be on the team. And I know between both of my parents and I don't, I don't, I'm not going to blame them for this, but it's true between both of them. They only came to one of my wrestling meets and that was all through middle school and high school. Whoa. And there was one time in middle school when my dad came, I couldn't believe it. And, of course, he brought his new, like, girlfriend, and everybody was teasing me about it. And Man, that's a tough age to get teased about that. Yeah, but, yeah, it, it was always so weird. And I, and I was like, well, hey, you know, like, you're doing all this for Alicia, and, you know, what about what, about what I'm doing, you know? And so I always, uh, I knew I was always loved, of course, but it was just... I always kind of felt like I was second fiddle. Um, yeah. It wasn't until I started to have success locally with not even my DJing and not even my music. It was once I got on the radio. Ah. And that's when mom was like all about me, you know? And not to say that she didn't care before. I just didn't see it. It's more visible. Like more. Yeah. Like, hey, like you're, you're hearing it. Yeah, it was more like, ah, oh, son, you know, you're doing great. I'm so pumped for you. I'm proud of you, you know, and so that felt good. And then it was such a big change. So, like, I don't know if my sister would, like, act out or I've never really had, like, a conversation with her about what that felt like because I knew for me it finally felt good because for all those years it was kind of like, well, I guess they don't really – you know, they don't really care. So I would be gone sometimes for a week, just like at Nick's, you yeah. know, crashing with him and come back. Hey, where you been? Oh, I was, I was at, oh, okay, whatever. Right. You know, but yeah, that was always, uh, it's always something that's always kind of stuck with me, you know? And uh, I've never really even talked to my mom about it either, just because it's like, it's uncomfortable. Sure. And, I know that, like I said, I was always loved, but I think when you're a teenager and I don't know, sometimes you just want your, you know, you want to know that your parents are proud of you. So that's something that I always craved, you know? I hear that. And uh, yeah, I've never, I've never actually heard that in person from my dad. So that's like, that's something that I'm still after, you know? Mm. I just... I mean, I got a feeling that he is, you know, and I remember bringing that up to my sister, like, hey, like, dad's never, you know, and then the very next day I get this, like, 
message on Facebook about how, you know, how, so. Sure, yeah. That was nice of her to do that, but yeah, yeah I just, I kind of want to hear it in person. Um, and I mean, I guess in the grand scheme of things, it don't matter, but I don't know. I think it's your dad, you know? Yeah, you, of course, you want to hear that from somebody that you look up to and yeah. that you know loves you. It, but, and this is for, Definitely romantic relationships, but any relationships. And I've said this before to partners I've had in the past. Like, it's great that that's how you feel about me. I love that. But what's really great is when I get to know that. However it is, write it, say it, show it. Because if Mm -hmm. you keep it to yourself, that's selfish. It doesn't, it goes a long way when the other person knows and you, you let them know. You're, the dynamic of the relationship is so much better. Yeah, it goes really far. Just like simple, small words, man, can yeah. just just can change a little everything. bit here and there. Yeah, you know, just what a I, little, you know, yeah. pat on the back. Yeah, just like, hey, I see you. This, I don't mean to be a wimp about any of it, but well, no, but that's that's true. It's like we had this. I was at this conference filming, and we were having this uh, at, on the last day, having this dinner, talking about how men need love they need to hear that and then we got to talking about well yeah you know you should make a group and i said oh i don't have a group but i do have my best friend and we do talk about that kind of stuff all the time and i mentioned it uh, when we were talking pre-show like yeah my life's a mess your life's a mess but (laughs) we figure it out and yeah and it's because you we can share vulnerably about that stuff that we make progress and a lot of people joke, oh, men just do podcasts that don't go to therapy. But both of us mm. do therapy and we do a podcast. Right. But I then heard someone who was on Joe Rogan's podcast that said, you know, for a lot of veterans of the armed services, just telling their story for the first time, a lot of times they'll say, wow, I didn't realize that just saying it released all this stuff. Wow. That was all the work that they, they just felt like this giant burden lifted just because they shared it with someone else. And this whole time they realized all I had to do was tell anyone. I didn't need them to give me advice or tell me something. I just had to let it out. Yeah. You know, that makes a lot of sense. I remember, uh, right before my papa passed away, it was, uh, he would always tell me stories about the army cause he was in the Vietnam war. And, uh, he would just always tell me the wildest stuff about how he had this pet monkey sweet that he found in the in the jungle and one time they were under attack and he saw some of his friends get taken out and then somebody took out the monkey right off his head with a bullet jeez and he would just tell me these like stories and i remember one time kind of maybe a year or so towards towards the end and he was like, Jeffrey, they're after me. Whoa. And I was like, no, I was like, Papa, nobody's after you. Don't no. He's like, they were here last night. And uh dude, it was it was kind of sad, but I would just sit down there and just listen to him and just let him say whatever he wanted to say. And then he would, to your point, he would he would just be better. Yeah. And he probably couldn't communicate it at that age right but yeah you could tell okay he said what he had to say he's good yeah and then we'd be right back to doing or talking about whatever we were talking about you know and yeah man I just imagine like I've been watching a lot of war documentaries lately um it's because one of our buddies got me hooked on this show that I watch called hunting Hitler yeah you were telling me you were watching that you know me, Dave. I, I don't care for conspiracy theories at all, right? Yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that was kind of the whole premise. Like, did Hitler actually die in that bunker in 45? Here or did he go. escape and try to, you know, develop the Fourth Reich? Like, I, I always thought history was kind of cool in school. But it's like, is all that stuff in the book? Is it all true? Is it all mm. factual? Can you actually back it up? That's a good or question. Or is this just is this just accepted? So mm. that's kind of what the show's about. And 
So I've been watching some like war documentaries after that and thinking about my papa, you know, because bro, they were, they were men's men back then. Like they were some of the toughest dudes, you know, yeah, to, they were man, you know, and I think we still have those, but I think it's harder to see that and the media doesn't highlight it as much. Right. Because for some reason, if you're a man's man, you're not the popular thing to talk about anymore. That's no longer quote unquote courageous, but yeah, isn't that weird? It's so weird, but you know, that's a whole other branch whole of other the tree. Like, yeah, I mean, geez, you know, dude. we'd have to do some climbing to get through those topics. <laughs> I like that this, this show starts to get deep uh, because I think, and this is, this is how like most conversations I think go with people that, you know, uh, you talk about surface things, you talk about stuff that you've kind of wanted to mention. And then suddenly you, you take an exit and, and you realize, Oh, we both kind of want to talk about this deeper stuff. Let's, let's keep going on that. Yeah. So hopefully this is cool for people to get to hear. I know that's the feedback. And you mentioned before you're like, Hey, what kind of feedback have you got? People love that we, talk about these kind of deeper things and how they relate to us and it's just like a flow yeah you know and I definitely want to apologize to listeners because I feel like it takes and I'm not going to speak for you but I feel like it takes me a little bit longer to get there than I would like but again this is only episode four and it's a completely new medium for me and completely different new format so I'm really trying to like figure it out and go with the flow and just, but we always have like a certain part of the show. That's just yeah. like, all right, I feel great about that. You know? And you're coming straight from doing your radio job. Hard to transition. Yeah. I've been talking about just the Grammys dude all day and playing sound bites and yeah, yeah, man. man. <laughs> you know, Beyonce and Lizzo never made tinfoil look so good. That's all I'll say. Uh, That's, we're gonna we're gonna just leave it right there. We're gonna hit the door on Skirt. that moment. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than that, we're talking about uh, Coach Sean Payton now for the Broncos. Man, let's ride. Let's hide. <laughs> I don't know what are they doing. They gotta. Uh, they're going to have to come up with, actually, they should come up with no slogan. Don't have a slogan. Just play football. No gimmicks needed. Let's just play football. Yeah. You just, and don't make that the slogan. No. There's no slogans, not just play football. <laughs> just go out there and play and don't say anything. On the topic of football, before we wrap up the show, just allow me to say <laughs> one thing. And I want to talk to this camera right now. Okay. I want to talk to America's team. I want to talk to the Dallas Cowboys, okay? Come on, brother, preach. You've done nothing since 1995, but get my hopes up. Make me feel like that, that, that we have a chance to win it all. Since, since literally 1995, when we last won the championship, every year after that, you've done nothing but break my heart, but let me down. But make me feel like, and then just it's not gonna happen. So I just wanted to take a moment to address you, Jerry Jones. Get a grip, figure it out. I don't have this tattoo for nothing. Ooh. Don't don't make me regret it, please. All I want is one championship in my adult life. Last time this team won a championship. I was in elementary school crushing on my first ever crush. Like we talked about at the beginning of the show. <laughs> All I want is one in my adult life and I can die a happy man. Sincerely, a diehard Cowboys fan. And we still them boys. All right. That's, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. <laughs> Dog, he's out here. He's out here in Colorado now. Anyhow, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Hanging with Homie. Dave and I talked about next week's show, and we've gotten a lot of really good questions from listeners. And I'm thinking episode five, I kind of want to be a Q&A. I want to be able to play their questions, and then you and I answer them. But I want to do it blind. So 
I'm going to ask for you, if you're listening to this right now, you can comment below with a question or you can send me an audio message on Instagram at your fave homie JR at Davis Media. Just send we it. Will, yeah, just send it, bub. And we'll put your question on the show next week and we'll answer it for you uh, with no prep. I want it to be right off the cuff. So for Dave, I'm JR. This has been Hanging With Homie. We'll catch you next week. Remember, it's cool to be you. Peace.